Oh, fuck, this one cracks me up. You know that saying in the get-go, in the get-go? In the get-go. In the get-go. So when she was dictating to me one day, I wrote gecko. Like (laughs) (laughs) the gecko. And then she's like, she looked at me and she's like, get-go. And then I was like, yeah. And I've written gecko. And she's like, gecko. And she just looked at me. She's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you fucking stuck with me. Sorry. <laughs> Most of the time, creative directors they're older Caucasian men. Oh. It's very rare that you find an Asian, an Asian or a Lebanese or you know yeah. a Middle East. It's usually Caucasian. It's very yeah. It's usually Caucasian. So in this industry. There's not many Asians, which you say? No, there's not many. And I think that's one of the things I was really insecure about. Mm. Like I Being Asian. Being, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome back to The Unemployed Graduate. Today, I have someone who's even more special. She's hands down probably the closest girlfriend that I have. And I feel like she's she knows everything about me. So this is just going to be a chit chat, like a girlfriend chit chat. And a little bit too much about me, if I'd like to say <laughs> so myself. Cute. Um, she is incredibly talented. She is an art director at such a young age. She was a graphic designer and an absolute amazing talent. Welcome, Bong Ong. Hi! <laughs> Welcome, thank Aww. you so much for coming on. Such a nice oh intro. Thank I've been you. really looking forward to this because we always chat and like, it's just yeah, fun to... Yeah, all the time. Yeah, we're in Bali, <laughs> non-stop. Yeah. yeah, every morning. Yeah, up, like, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just going to do my makeup and then Fong's going to have some snacks and we're just going to chit-chat about like your job and then like, what you do. So, what do you do for a living? Um, so I'm an art director, like you said, I work full time and pretty much being an art director is just coming into work and just ideating, Mm -hmm. um, ideas for advertising. So it's coming up with, um, like a concept based off a strategy that, um, like a client would have, Mm -hmm. like a problem solution type of situation. And then, yeah, we just put forward heaps of ideas and then, you know, it's up to my CD to decide whether or not. What CD? Sorry, creative director. That's like, oh, <laughs> That's like advertising and go, what's CD? CD is creative director. Oh, okay. I'm AD, copywriter. Oh. Copywriter doesn't actually have a acronym. It's just copy. CR. Yeah, CR. Um, well, are you allowed to say who you work for? Yeah. Oh, wait, am I? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, so I work for BWM Dentsu at the moment. Yeah. So I previously was at another big agency called YNR, mm. and I was there for about, oh, fuck, it was a long time. I think it was about three years all up. But prior to that, I was in a smaller agency in YNR, and yeah. that was called IT Works, and it was yeah. the retail side. And when I started there, I was design only. Mm. And it wasn't until I transitioned to YNR was when they made me an art director. So yeah, and and Dentsu is a big company in Japan, right? Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. Global. Even even when I wasn't in this industry or didn't know anything about it, I heard Dentsu. Oh really? Yeah, oh. I did. Oh right. Um, yeah, I didn't even hear that. I've never... But then, but then, um, before I met you, I didn't even know what an art director was. Uh. I thought it was like a 
like a like a painting or like <laughs> selling art at like yeah. art galleries or something. That's what but that's think. not what it is. Yeah, that's what your parents. Think. Oh, my parents think I just draw pictures all day. Oh my god, which I kind of do, but yeah, you do, but like, <laughs> digitally. But it's so much more than that. It's yeah, you're working with ideas. It's so. ideas coming up with things from like scratch, making it come to life. So mm. I think that's one of the main things I love about it. Like, yeah. Yeah, like walking down the street and then seeing your work everywhere. Like that's mm-hmm. really, that's really, cool. yeah. Like you just feel accomplished, you know. Like and it's like mm. little accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So, what's a day in your life look like at work? It's a day in my life. So I get, I walk into work. Wait, do you actually draw all day on the computer? Well, it's not until I get an ID mm. and then I have to scamp it. Mm. So what scamping, scamping means pretty much just drawing up the ID. So. Okay. In advertising, it's, it's massive and there's heaps of little departments. So you always have quite a lot of support. So me being in the creative department, we rely on studio to help us make that come up, uh, come to life. So yeah. Keely and I, Keely's my copywriter. Yeah. Keely and I will think of ideas and then I visually think of how it would come to life mm-hmm. and then Keely puts everything into words so and does everyone work in like a team like that like an art director plus a copywriter yeah plus, yeah why is why is that i think originally ad was always copywriters yeah and then because copywriters relied so much on a designer yeah it just made a lot more sense in this to day and age to, yeah exactly yeah. to pair them up and then to have like especially now, yeah, because everything's so visual, everything's yeah. so executional. Yeah, you need to have that support as well. Yeah. So having that like dual like partnership really works mm-hmm. in the ads' favors because you just have just a more fluid and a more mm. clear um, process. So what, what does a copywriter do? So what Keely does is Keely. When we come up with an idea, she puts everything into words. So when it comes oh, okay. to she will make the idea make sense. Yeah. She'll have a rationale and yeah. insight as to why we've came up with this idea. Mm-hmm. She'll think of the overarching line. Mm-hmm. And then from there, she will just pump out headlines that go oh, with it. And then I will create visuals that go with it. But it all comes together in a presentation. And then we go in and we sell the idea and then we pitch the idea. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's really good to... Because I think without this partnership, I think I would probably struggle a bit because mm. I'm not the most confident presenter. And mm. Keely being all about words, it works so well for her. You know, she writes yeah. it so she, you know, it makes – she automatically knows how to, of course, like use her words when yeah. presenting. So Yeah, I remember you told me how – like once you told me how nervous you were oh, leading up to a pitch. Yeah, but I like, get really nervous. I get – like to the point where I shake. Oh my god, it's so bad. And <clears throat> Keely knows, and she's such a confident yeah. speaker, and it's it's so good for me just because I struggle so much. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think that's one of the things that holds me back. In my and honestly, I thought like, oh, I just thought you were nervous because you're not a speaker and you're not confident in that. But when I actually took on advertising as a subject and I had to pitch my idea, mm. I I can speak normally at a presentation, but when it's your idea and mm. you don't know how it'll go and you're just scared of what a client's going to think, it's yeah. so much more different. If you're naked, like, yeah, you're about totally. to, like, <laughs> pitch them this I- idea, that's just yeah. an idea, but then you think it's great, but you don't know. And that's the thing with advertising, right? It's kind of, it's quite subjective, your field oh, and yeah. industry. It's so subjective. And I think me being 
like me with this mindset, like I don't, I don't think I can do anything else that wasn't subjective. Like mm. I need a bit of fluidity yeah. to my job. Like yeah. if it was question answer, there's just no way I can do that. Yes. So what kind of student were you in high school and what did you kind of think you were going to do? <laughs> Um, yeah, so in- you mentioned like you couldn't do anything else that was, yeah, otherwise. I know it's so, and funny. you always tell me like you, you can never imagine yourself doing anything, yeah, else. yeah, yeah, which is great because you're working in your passion. This is mm. love. Um, what were you like in high school? Yeah, like, so you've you've met my sister, she's like, yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, yeah. so smart and like very academic, yeah, she's so book smart, like honestly, like math, English, mm. just anything she just smashed it like she and worked. that is every asian parent's oh, dream yeah my daughter got yeah this much in math and like. i know it's so much pressure especially because she's younger than me mm. me being the oldest i was like fuck like i can't meet up to my little sisters you know like oh. standards damn it does you know that's how you think does she know? She knows, yeah, she knows. But it's like she knows that I'm smart in my own way mm-hmm. and it took me a while to realise that myself because yeah. in high school I put lots of pressure on myself because I was like freaking out. I was like, damn, I know I'm not going to do well in the HSC. Like I just know it because I can't oh, get any shit. of this right, you know. Yeah. Like I couldn't get my English right, my stories and stuff. I couldn't get it right yeah, for some yeah. reason. And like my maths, I just couldn't. For love. Oh, my God. That must have been so frustrating. It was so hard. Because, like, yeah. in HSC, math and English were, like, the core. Exactly. And, and you didn't do well in either. I didn't do well in anything. And my parents put me in tutor. And I was like, fuck. Like, they're investing yeah. so much money in yes. my education. Yeah. And I felt so bad that I was letting them down. But I honestly couldn't absorb it properly. Yeah. Like, I can do your basic maths and sometimes times yeah, you know yeah. but I really struggled and I was like fuck am I special you me think whether you were like sped yeah I did I was like fuck I'm like I don't know an ESL like I can't oh my god I honestly couldn't yeah I couldn't understand it and it just goes to show that like the school system doesn't cater to everyone and it doesn't help you discover what your you're talented in yeah yeah and not everyone has the same sort of mindset like not everyone can do maths but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're stupid or yeah, like yeah. you know like it doesn't mean they can't be successful and I think because I knew I was a bit not all there at the time <laughs> I was like I have to do something with my yeah. life I need to make sure wow. that I you know at least have something going for me in the future mm. so I was like you know, like I was thinking about I think I watched quite a few like YouTube videos to mm. figure out what type of job, what type of field I should be striving for and, like, choosing my uni course and everything. And I think for me, like, I think my favourite subject in high school was visual arts. Oh. Yeah, it was the time where I was able to literally sit down, just chill and just do whatever I wanted. I loved it and I love how it was completely subjective, you know. Like, I liked how I can make something. My teacher would like it. My parents would hate it, you know, like (laughs) things like that, you know. My parents hated it. They just wouldn't understand the concept behind my artwork and I'm like, well, you don't understand me. Yeah, because, like, Asian parents, they like to put kids in, like, piano, violin, arts and stuff. Yeah. But just for co-curricular, if you ever mention, oh, I want to be an artist or whatever, they'll be like, no, fuck, you're going to be poor. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. So it must have been so hard for you. Yeah. Um, Even now, I guess. Like, is it hard still now? 
It's not too bad now. I think Mm. because they know – I think they always knew I was not your typical – Asian academic this one's special special <laughs> yeah like I'm not the typical uh, like stereotype you know yeah. that's the thing about the stereotype when people in high school were like to me oh Asians are so smart yeah. blah blah you're so good at maths and stuff I'm like shit yeah yeah I'm smart at maths well, <laughs> behind the scenes it. I'm like no nah. right? yeah I was just taking on all the stereotype I'm like you know yeah. what I don't even care that this is you know like a stereotype like I'm taking this compliment because yeah. I know I'm not good at I it I feel like when I first met you that's one thing that stood out to me was your personality and like the way that you were so different to normal Asian girls you were like <laughs> you talk a bit like like Westy, like Hood, like all of us. <laughs> and so like, we were so funny. That's why, um, that's the first thing that stood out to me because I feel like people have this stereotype of Asian girls are quiet mm, and like submissive and mm. like, but you were like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, oh like, I'm here. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this girl's this girl's so funny. Oh my and then, god! <laughs> Amelia hated it. Oh, oh my god! god. Yes. Amelia is another really like one of our best girlfriends as well, and we just got back from Bali. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, she hated me because that was so loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was like your personality ever since high school, right? Yeah, mm. I was always really loud, and I mm. like I got, got teased and stuff, but it didn't mm. stop me. And I was not the favorite child in school like teachers yeah. didn't really like me that oh. much because I spoke a lot yeah they're like get out talking. you're talking too much yeah. fucking get out of my classroom shit I'm like oh, okay <laughs> I just didn't understand I was like uh, like why why can't someone talk yeah you know I'm like <laughs> I was yeah what you said yeah I didn't understand it yeah yeah like chatterbox yeah I hate it um but then you also talk about how your loud outgoing personality has become like your strength in yeah like, trying to get into this industry and how old are you uh 24 ah, <laughs> <I almost forgot. laughs> okay um is is it normal for art directors to be 24 um i think typically how long yeah they're not really my age they're all mm. a bit older mm. i think only i think i've only met yeah art directors is around yeah. my age so like you're young for the position that you hold yeah because i started working when i was uh well what i did was when i was in uni i was doing an internship once yeah. a year so my year was a three-year course yeah and then it wasn't until i was 20 was when i got my first job so i was trying to balance um I was, yeah because i started uni when i was 17 because yeah I, and then it was, yeah, until I was 20 was when I got my first full-time job. Oh, wow. And then from there, like, yeah, it was really good. Oh, my God. I wanna, I was going to tell you the story of how I got my full-time job. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, were you working at Levi's still? So me and Fong, we actually know each other from working in retail back in the days at um, Levi's Strauss. But were you working at Levi's still? Yeah, I was working. You know how I was doing weekends only? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you were working full-time. Yeah. The- so I was trying to do, trying to balance seven days a week because my mom's like, my appreciate God. the job. You were working seven yeah. days a week. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. So how did you? So, so funny. I don't think I told you this, but yeah. to this day, I'm like, I can't believe I got my first full-time job this way but anyways so when I started uni I made one of my goals 
to at least get one internship a year. Every year, yeah. The first internship was at um, a small design agency. The second internship was at a publishing company. Yeah. And then the third internship was the last one in my last year. That one was IdeaWorks. So that's the mm. one, that's the retail agency within the yeah. y group. And so when I, when I first got that job, it was, I was, when I was interning there, the managing director at the time was paying me cash in hand. Oh. And that's the thing, like, to me, like, at the time, I didn't really... Mind? Yeah, I didn't really mind. I think because I was a bit like, oh, yeah, like... Because when you first start out, yeah, any opportunity is like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, and I think, to me, like, the first two internships I did, they were unpaid. But it mm. was, like, proper, you know, like, mm. I had a proper contract and everything. Yeah. Um, They're not meant to be paid. Yeah. But that third one, I think it was a little bit dodgy. The place yeah. was completely professional. Like, the atmosphere wasn't dodgy or anything. It was, like, yeah. a proper corporate company. Yeah. But he was dodgy. Oh. He was a little bit, like, he was, like, shh. So he probably was paying you a little bit, like a stipend for the internship? Yeah, well, he was, um, yeah, he was paying me cash in hand. I was like, oh, oh yeah, whatever, you know, making yeah, money. I don't weird. need to get paid. But there was no formal internship contract for Oh, okay. Yeah, and then what happened was I found out that he was expensing my my um, internship money that he was paying me. Like he And was, then using it. Well, he, he, yeah, he was getting the money back anyway. It's from oh the company. God. So he was sort of, he was, he was cheating the company out of that money he was paying me. It wasn't that much, but it's still illegal, yeah, you know? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Uh, like, first of all, if something had happened to me in the workplace, yeah. I wouldn't have been covered because yeah. there's no formal contract. Yeah. You know, if, um, he had gotten caught, he would have been in, you know, heaps of trouble. Yeah. But, during that time, he had gone let go, and then we got a new guy on. Mm. He found out about what happened and was like, "Oh shit, probably mm. should give this poor girl a full time job now, considering what happened." Shouldn't or should? Oh, should. Yeah, it's oh, like she's like, yeah, 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 like I apparently got screwed over, yeah. and I was getting taken advantage of. But I think I think that's the thing. Like with the Asian mindset, you don't really think something like that. You know, you don't think they're taking advantage of you. You just think, "Oh, I'm getting paid. You know, yeah. I'm doing work." Even if it's not that much, you just take it as it is, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I think after that, like, I sort of saw that a blessing in disguise because mm. I got a full-time job out of it. Yeah. And considering how hard it is to get, to get jobs, yeah. yeah, I was sort of trying to – I was like, you know what? If this guy's going to, you know, like, take advantage of having this, like, an extra designer, like a cheap designer on the side, whatever, yeah. as long as I can sort of – proceed in my career and get something out of it because I know like if it wasn't for him in a way like I don't know would I have a full-time job would I have met Keely you know like I don't know where you met Keely so I met Keely at yeah YNR but that's when they put me they turned me into an art director so yeah Yeah, I get that like what you said about that Asian mentality I've done like cash in her jobs as well like when I was 14 um I don't know if I told you I worked at um Patty's Market Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And then it was like cash in hand, like, mm. like, mm. Fucking, like 10 hour shift, no lunch. Like you had to stand eating. Your oh lunch. my God. And then it was like 10 bucks an hour. Mm. Uh, you had to get there at 5 a.m. So I would have it like three. And I was like 14. Yeah. And so. that's the thing. You don't know better because you've never had. Like- but then I was just so eager to like make money and mm. try to be independent that I just, it didn't. Phase me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
So um, you'd say like that's a big part of. I guess it was luck, but then it it, it was because you were um, determined and you were seeking out these opportunities and not being all princess about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm. I think yeah. I think because I probably didn't know any better. That's crazy. Like you came and then the MD. Yeah. <laughs> And who found out? Like, how did they? Um, I think they found out once they did the changeover in the MD. Oh. got a new one. Then they're like, what is she doing here? Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not in our records. Yeah. You don't exist. Yeah, time. exactly. Like, I'm not <laughs> on the records. So if I disappeared, like, they wouldn't know where I was. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. But, yeah, it was so interesting because I was like, I can't believe that's how I started working. But you know what? Whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I'll take advantage of yeah. it. So how long does it usually take to become an art director? Like, what's the step? So you're an intern, and then what's the next step? So when you're an art director, you have to have some sort of um, advertising background. So mm. what happened was, because I came from a design background, it's always it's a little tricky coming from design into art direction, mm. um, but they were quite interested in me and they paid for a, like a ad course for me to do oh, okay. whilst I was working. So you can't just be – it's not normal for you to just be a graphic designer and then suddenly become an art director. No. Oh. It's very it's very rare just because you need that ideation side. Yeah. So if you're – it's not just about being able to design something. It's no. about working with concepts and – Exactly, yeah. And you have to yeah, understand strategy and understand um, insights exactly and how you would – translate that information mm. and mm. problem solve a client's issue yeah um yeah it's like a bit into like marketing mm. and like but it does happen the other way around like if you if you're an art director and you want to be a designer that is possible okay because um when you're an art director you do do a lot of design work yeah so yeah and i think ultimately that's that might be something i might be doing when i have a family because mm. I think being a designer, you do have, um, you do have a more. I think with a design, like you, there's not much concept involved. So yeah, you do it's have just like here's the concept, just design. This. Exactly, yeah, and you do have a more structured day. So I could be leaving on time at work. You know, I'm not going to be staying back until I get the right idea. Whereas, yeah, with an mm. art director, you you have to stay back all the time. Yeah, I always hear. You- tell me that you're staying back till mm. really late and your hours are like they're not stable it's not just a nine to five and you leave at five and it's quite stressful i find like yeah. i always thought you know design like you get to be creative and stuff but i didn't expect you to have so much stress in your job mm. yeah. i think it depends on industry so in advertising, it is very stressful mm. for creative teams just because we have to make sure the idea we come up with meets all the answers, mm. all the questions, sorry. Mm. And so we – and I think that's the thing with Hilly and I. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, yeah. you know. We have a lot of doubt and we just you – know, we want to, of course, always deliver the best work. Yeah. And so that means we have to stay back quite a lot for us to get the right thing and for us to both be happy. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and I think because it's such a subjective world and there's no one answer, that's why we stay back because mm. we he, the answer is anything. Yeah. You know, if it was, you know, a, if there was a definite answer, then at least, you know, you have people to help you find it. 
But because there's not, we just stay back until we get it right. Mm. So I think that's one of the most difficult part of this job. Yeah. And I think what you were saying before, like, even though I do stay back really late, like, I think back at it and I'm like, there's nothing else I would be staying back for. Like, I don't yeah. know if I would want to stay back for, for example, if I was working in banking, which probably would never happen. Yeah. But if I was doing something like that, I'd honestly want to shoot myself. Yeah. Whereas because it's this and this is something I really enjoy. Yeah. It's okay in a way. Like mm-hmm. it sort of cancels each other's out, yeah. each other out. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like I really love doing what I love, like what yeah. I do. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't hurt me, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it means something to me when I stay back. It's not a waste of time or, yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you're like doing what you love and just like watching you progress these few years has been really amazing. Yeah. I remember. <clears throat> Um, you were just telling me about how they were sending you to that um, school for the concept, like learning those. Oh, yeah, yeah, that award school. Yeah. yeah, and then you were like working and studying at the same mm. time. Again, like went back to studying. Yeah. yeah, and I was so grateful for that. Like it's not often that company would just pay for you to go yeah. um, study for something. But, yeah, like I – I did chase them up a bit, but they were completely open with it. And they're like, yeah, we'll, like, we'll pay for it and everything. And it was really good and it really helps. Yeah. So how does it all work? Like, can you talk me through, like, the process of, like, okay, a client comes and they want to do something. Like, how does the, the whole process go? So from the client coming to the Dentsu and then what happens? Um, so what happens is the client will – talk to the account managers yeah um and they'll say we want at least you know x amount of sales by the end of next year mm-hmm. or we want this much reach by next year yeah. then the account managers with the strategy people they then come up with the brief okay and then the brief is you know this like detailed fucking document that mm-hmm. gives us a single-minded proposition yeah and then they tell us what we have to ultimately achieve with the creative work. So, what's um, a single-minded proposition? So, can you give me like an example of one? Um, yeah, because I've worked with that in marketing as well. Yeah, like a value proposition, mm. but single-minded proposition. Actually, yeah, I did have to come up with one for my assignment. Oh, they made you come up with one. Um. Like, we had to analyze an ad, and yeah. then I had to come up with what the single-minded proposition was. Uh, like, as in, find out what the single-minded proposition was for that ad. Yeah. Um, um, right, that's interesting. Yeah, for us, we, we're just given one, mm-hmm. and it's... Is it something very, like, conceptual? Is it, like... like um, it depends. Like, it can be very straightforward, but then sometimes, yeah, it is quite... It's like a thought starter in a way. Okay. So, um, one that we got that I fucking hated, but I remember it. It was for like a small business banking. You know, it's for businesses to um, bank with. It's um, the proposition was make your hard work work harder. Mm. And this was how would you make your hard work, hard earned cash work for you. you, So this is like an interest account. Yeah. So that was our proposition and we had to just think of ideas based off that. So to me, reading that, like I was like, that shit, like that's Mm. tricky, you know, Mm. because like, oh, it wasn't, it's not a 
and I think with the client as well, being a bank, it's probably not the most creative platform yeah. that you can play with. Yeah. So something like that is like an example of what a proposition would be, yeah. but it can vary. Like you can get another one maybe about glue that is the strongest thing you'll ever feel, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, little things like that. Like if it was... Yeah, if it was that, you know, you can be a bit more creative. If yeah, it was a but good. it uh, just gets you started somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, at the end of the day, you have to always make sure it ties back to the proposition okay, because that's yeah. what the client has bought into. Yeah. You know, they want their brand to stand for that proposition. Yeah. And then so what happens? So the brief, they give you the brief and then... They give you the brief and then you go and think of ideas. Um, you think of ideas based off the props. So a way, like a trick we do is how would you rewrite the prop? Mm. You know, how would you say this prop, in a different way? Prop means single-minded proposition. Yep. It's <laughs> a lot of like... Prop. Um, <laughs> Acronyms, yeah. yeah okay. Um, yeah, like how would you rewrite that um, prop? How would you sort of, how would you say this in a different way? Yeah. And so we'll go off and do that and then come up with at least three ideas mm-hmm. or depending how much they're asking for. It's generally three. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we have to write our rationale as mm. to why we've decided to do what we've done. Yeah. And insight, like what what is it based off? Yeah. You know, like what's the like social issue that they're trying to solve, for example? This is where like research would come in. Yes. Yeah. Um, you show them your research to back up why you chose that idea. Yeah. You come up with three ideas and then... Just pitch it. And then you have to pitch it. Yeah. So you have to pitch it to the client to see if they want it. Yeah. What if they don't like any of them? Has that happened before? Um, if you don't like any of them, yeah, that does happen. They, it's just a rebrief mm. or we don't get the job. Like we don't get the client, for oh, example. Wow. So a pitch is normally, um, if we are trying to get the client, Yeah. it's more of a presentation when we have the client already. So when we present something, they don't like it, we have to redo everything. Mm. Um, especially if they're a retained client, you know, mm. they're not losing anything because we have to do it. We have yeah, to redo it for them. Yeah, they paid for. Yeah, they have a, like a yearly budget that they invest in us. and then. But if it's a pitch and then we don't do well, then we don't get the client. And, mm. you know, that's a bit shit. That's why it's a lot of um, pressure, right? Those kind of pitches are a lot of mm. pressure. Because yeah. you're, like, you're kind of up against another agency yeah. to try and get the, the client. Exactly. And if, you know, and clients are very important because they ultimately pay our salary. Yeah. You know, if we lose a big client... There's heaps of redundancies that mm. happen, so it's pretty full on. So, you know, you can get a bit of a sense when people are going to get um, fired when a client is about to leave us. Wow. So, it's yeah. that intense. Yeah. And most of the time they aim for higher paying people because it makes more sense getting rid of a few higher paying people than getting rid of lots of yeah. um, lower paying people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it can get full on, but so as a um, art director, what is some of the sort of untold truths that you wished people from the outside world would know, or like some of the downsides that you personally struggle with? I think for me personally, I think yeah, it would have been nice to know that you know, like it is a very long, like you like it's you will be doing lots of long hours, you know, and that's one thing that I didn't realise that was what we had to do. And also, I mean, it makes a lot of sense now, now that I've 
that I am in the industry and now yeah. that I am experiencing it, it makes so much sense. Like, of course, you have to stay back to get the right idea. Yeah. But back then, yeah, when you first start off and you don't have that insight, like you don't, you don't know. So I think, yeah, it's interesting because I guess if you if I wanted a family right now, that's mm. probably not possible, mm. you know? Like I would have to find something that has a bit more of a structured day for me to want to pursue something like that in my life. Mm. But at the moment, yeah, like that's if you want <laughs> if you want a young family, an early family, yeah. it's quite tricky. Is that typical in the agency world that the hours are just yeah, in ad advertising, it's quite yeah. long. Um, I heard in branding as well, it's quite long. Mm. But that's you know that's solely on designers trying to get the right design. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a feeling it's a lot of the creative industries. Yeah. Um, just because creative is so subjective. Yeah. So it is. It does make a lot of sense being a very you know like long day type of job. Yeah. But it is rewarding at the end of the day for you. Yeah, I love it. I think like like you working, putting in so many hours for this campaign and then seeing it on the street. Yeah, that's really cool. That must be like really. Yeah, that's really cool. I love it. And I think the type of company, like this, corp- this corporate world, mm. but it's not really at the same time. Like mm. advertising is one of those like in between, like it's corporate but it's also really fun. You know, the yeah. culture is so lively. You know, yeah. pe- there's so many people. Everyone's talking to each other. It's um, not like suits. Like, it's not like everyone wears a suit. No, no. Own. It's hard. Like, it's only the account managers that wear suits. So, the yeah. people that are client, mostly client-facing, they'll wear the suits. Designers, creatives. We wear, we wear whatever. Like, yeah. I, I go to work <laughs> kind of in this. I don't wear leggings, but you're I wear like... Athle- yeah, you're wearing athleisure right now, right? Yes. Gym tights and... Yeah, but I would wear this top, like this muscle yeah. tee, and I'll just wear jeans. Because that, that's one thing that turns me off corporate so much is having to always yeah. dress up and like... It's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Mm. Who the fuck introduced suits for like business? Like it's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. So yeah, like I was like, I couldn't do that. Like mm. I love that I can wear whatever. Yeah. Love that, especially because I'm staying back at night. I'm like, I want to be comfortable yeah. in what I'm wearing. And I guess just like surrounding yourself with creative minds, just like you, just like you and yeah. working in a team that's creative. Yeah, everyone's really fun. And I think that's one of the main things in advertising. Like they tend to hire, well, especially creatives, they tend mm. to hire people with a bit of a personality. Mm. So if they – chances are if they like your personality and they know that you can do the work, it will reflect in your work. Yeah. So – if you have a very outgoing, um, like weird ass imaginary mind, yeah, that's you know, good. In it's great, yeah, yeah, because people, it means you can think outside of the box, and yeah, come up with like CDs. Fucking love ideas. that. Like, they'll go, like, what was it? My one of my old um CCO, that's a chief creative officer, yeah, he was, I think he was in New Zealand or something, and he came yeah. across these two guys that were fucking whack jobs. <laughs> they, they were like, he was saying how they were both so weird <laughs> they had no advertising background but he was just so in love with their personality yeah. he's like i really want you to work with me wow. you know like even I'm, though they had no ex- yeah like they weren't 
Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I need to put myself out there more. (laughs) But, like, I was just so amazed, like, how they seek for, you know, for employees. Like, they love big personalities. And I think that was one of the things that made me – that gave me my full-time job. Yeah, it was your forte and got you in. Yeah, because they're older Caucasian men. It's very rare that you find, you know, like a, um, like um, an Asian Asian or a Lebanese or you know a Middle East. It's usually Caucasian. It's very yeah. It's usually Caucasian, and I think what happened, like at my job at the moment, my executive creative director is Indian South African. Yeah, and when I met him for the first time, I was like. Oh my god! Like I was just so happy yeah, yeah, to yeah. like to know and to meet someone like him because I was like, so in this industry, there's not many Asians, which is no, there's not many, and I think that's one of the things I was really insecure about. Mm. Like I being Asian, being yeah, be- being Asian, and not being surrounded by like at least some Asians, I've felt yeah. really insecure because I, like, I've dealt with heaps of racism in the past. So, yeah. Or even in the industry? Yeah. Not in the industry, more, like, whenever I was overseas or if yeah, even, yeah. like, when I was in high school, out in the streets, I always felt like people were thinking racist thoughts towards me. Mm. You know, if I was going into a shop, for example, yeah. I always have this really bad sort of mindset that, you know, uh, if they disrespect me, it's racist. Yeah, mm. and I think my parents have sort of embedded that in my mind as well. Right. So when I was, yeah, when I first started off in advertising, I was like, I really like the culture here, but mm. everyone's everyone's white. No one looks like me. No, yeah, exactly. Mm. No one was Asian. I was like this fucking spastic Asian kid in the corner. And, and you're not like those Asians that are like. Like northern beaches. Like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, I'm from like, the fucking west, and no one's from the west. Yeah, like you barely so even. So that find... industry is quite like it's more affluent. Yeah, and, um, it, I find I don't really identify as much with Asian girls who are from like the north and stuff yeah. because they're. I feel like they're a different, like a. Uh, you know, they're different, and um, they're Asian on the outside, but they're white. Yeah, inside. yeah. But for you, you're like. We're like West, like, yeah. We're like West girls, we're and West side, yeah. So it, you were so different. You were like so the only different. one, yeah. That- and I felt this when I was in uni. Like no oh. one, no Asian people do design. Well, in my where I went, at least yeah. there was no. There I was is. like, yeah, no one from the West, and no one like rarely Asians. And like you said, like if there was an Asian, they're from the northern yeah, beaches. Yeah, they're. Yeah, and I just couldn't relate to them. I'm like, I would see someone that's Asian, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to be best friends with her. Next minute, I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Jokes, fucking Northern Beaches, I I can't fucking swim. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Can I be your friend? Well, you can now. Yeah, I can now, yeah. But back then, I was like, oh, my God, I can't relate to anyone. How am I going to find a boyfriend in this uni? I was like, everyone's so different. What um, what uni did you go to? It's called Billy Blue Design Mm. College. Okay. Yeah, but um, I was, did you need to have a high mark or anything? Or? You needed to have at least a HSC, but oh, that was okay. it. You did, did you have to like submit your work? And stuff? Yeah, you needed a portfolio. Oh, cool. Um, well, you should have come to UNSW, man. 
Oh yeah, and that's the thing. All Asians. I know. I get really excited. Like, um, remember Jeffrey? Whenever he invited me to oh, the uni parties, stuff, yeah. I was like, oh my god! It All was just so. Asians. I know. It was just so for me. It was so refreshing. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, my people. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just so comforting mm. to just be. Just have at least some Asian in my life. Yeah. It was just very difficult for me, especially coming from Parramatta High, like Arthur Phillip High School yeah. in Parramatta, where yeah. there's heaps of Asians, heaps of diversity. Yeah. And then going into something that right. had no diversity. Oh, I'd be so terrified. I'd yeah. I'd be so fucking scared. It was fucking intimidating. Like, I couldn't, like, every time there was, like, as, as loud as I am, when I was in advertising for the first couple of weeks, I didn't talk. Oh, my God. Yeah, and this girl in my work, like, like when I got comfortable with her, she's like, fuck, Fong, you're so loud. Like, when you started, you didn't say a <laughs> yeah. word. I, like, didn't realise, yeah. you know. thought you were, like, this quiet, shy person. Now I can't shut you up. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, it's when I'm uncomfortable, uh, I don't talk, Yeah, you know. So <laughs> when I'm in presentations, I'm like, I fucking mute. Yeah. But when I'm, like, when I'm so comfortable, like, yeah, I'll just talk nonstop. Yeah. But, yeah, like, just in advertising, like, I was... So, in the beginning, it was really hard. It was so hard. I, like, I, I, I knew I liked it. I knew mm. I liked what everyone was doing. I can't imagine you being quiet. Oh, it was so hard. I was struggling. I was, like, texting everyone, like, ah, my friends. Uh, but, yeah, it was tricky just because I'm not the best at making friends. <laughs> I think you are. Oh. In my impression, you're really, oh, like, you. you're really good at making friends. Oh. Like, especially for me, if... If I was the only Asian person and from the West in a group of, like, mm. your situation, I would be so nervous. I, like, sometimes when they say something, like, a joke, I wouldn't get it. Yeah. Sometimes, oh, my God. The like, humor is completely different. It. Like, our humor is so different uh, in the West. Yeah. Like, the style is different. Just, I couldn't relate to anything. Mm. And, yeah, I think when I got comfortable, my creative director, he started noticing me. Mm. And he realized my age because yeah. I was like 18 at the time he realized yeah. all the shit I said like yeah I used to I used to, you know slang yeah, like, like youth Western. yeah and the fucking he he's such a dad he'll walk past me and goes lols <laughs> and I'm like yes yes lols <laughs> you know but like try and stroke his ego a bit and just go along with it and yeah. like make him feel Hip and cool. Do you know what, like, I admire you the most about as well is the fact that you knew that you were so insecure about this. You knew that you were the only Asian girl. You knew that you were probably Mm. the youngest. But you used all of these things to your advantage. Yeah. And you turned it around to make it, like, would you agree that's what you did? Yeah, I didn't even realize I did that. But, yeah, that's so true. Those were all the things you were insecure Mm. about, being too young for the industry, being Asian in the industry. Um. And being from the West. Yeah. But you, everyone noticed you and remembered you for that. And yeah. I remember when you left, they made you like, oh, oh yeah. Like, that's crazy. The fucking they, quote thing. Yeah. It was yeah. like, um, things that Fong's, yeah. Like the, the shit that Fong says. Yeah. And they remembered ev- all the funny things that you said. And they, yeah, that was really, that's really nice. sweet. Yeah. I know. Like, I don't, they, yeah, people say, like, I, a lot of the times when I say things, it's like it doesn't make sense, but it's funny, and then it's yeah. like it's completely out of context. I don't really understand <laughs> a lot of like the Caucasian sayings, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, I don't understand. <laughs> like, didn't understand half of it. And I'll ask like real, not stupid questions, but just more, yeah, like what? straight. Like yeah. Keely's very, um, very Australian, mm. and so when she writes, she writes 
Um, she writes very like it's very relatable to mm. Australians. Yeah. When I read it, I'm like, huh? Yeah. You know, um, what was it? Oh fuck, this one cracks me up. You know that saying, um, in the get go, in the get go, uh, in the get go, in the get go. Yeah. So when she was dictating to me one day, I wrote gecko like in the gecko, and then she's like, she looked at me and she's like, get go, and then I was like, yeah, and I I, I written gecko, and she's like, gecko. And she just looked at me. She's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you're fucking stuck with me. Sorry, <laughs> but like little things like that, I don't understand. And I mm. think, same, same. Yeah, and she uses heaps of that. And I like, I think yeah. it's interesting because I learned so much from yeah, her. Yeah. Whereas, because my parents don't speak English, I didn't really get this these yeah, things, yeah. you know. And being not surrounded by Caucasians when I was younger, yeah. these things just never crossed. Yeah. cross paths with me yeah. so I was always like yeah like it was just found it so interesting so it's really good having her in my life it makes yeah, me learn it's like instead of you focusing on all those weaknesses and disadvantages like you like made it your strength and yeah you made yourself stand out yeah yeah and it's yeah like, it's it really, helped you like get noticed and yeah that's so um, true yeah like yeah definitely did work in my favor and I think even though I am till this day quite insecure, mm. I do. I think in the back of my mind, like at least I'm different. Mm. You know, I don't like I when that's I go. So important in that industry. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I think don't. It's important in every. I think. Yeah. Yeah, just being different and then just being yourself. I think. Yeah. If you had tried to be like them and try to fit in and stuff. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't try to act and talk like them and dress like them. <sighs> It would be a so tiring for you, and B it wouldn't be wouldn't be me. Yeah, yeah. I'd feel fake every day, you know. Mm. And I, yeah, like it was just tricky. But you know, I'm glad. Like I can, like I found a place yeah. where I can be myself. You know, like if I had this personality in banking, for example, mm. it I don't know yeah. how it would go down. Yeah, you know, I think I have to be quiet all the time yes. <laughs> if I wanted to keep my job. Yeah, it's good that it all kind of worked out. Mm. And so in Bali, I remember like we talked about how like in your creative process, the thing that you struggle with a lot is striving for perfection and kind of dwelling over the small details yeah. of your work. Yeah, perfection is something I'm still trying to sort of not get too hung up about so whenever you know like we ideate and everything and then we pass it on to studio Mm. I get very hung up on little like just little things Mm. and most of the time it's if it's when it's a little thing it's quite a tedious process for someone to go and fix it up and everything so for me I need to I think for me I will always find something wrong even when it's right at the last minute. Yeah. I will always find something wrong, even yeah. with my own work. Yeah. There's just, I think, looking even on my Instagram, for example, I will always find something wrong on my photos. Right. You know, even when I'm like, yes, this is it. This is 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, a day ago you thought it was perfect. Yeah. And it's good. It's done. Yeah. But then when you come back and look at it again. <sighs> even sometimes a few hours, I just go, oh, wow. fuck, like this is not right. Or like, and then I just can't stop thinking about it, right. you know, and then it stresses me out. I'm like, oh, fuck, like I have to let little things like that yeah. go. Yeah, and it's really tricky because, yeah, like I – 
I'm just so obsessed with just making it perfect and making it right. I want it to, of course, reflect me, but I need to like, you know, make sure I'm not so uptight about these things and just sort of, just because I recognize it doesn't mean the average person walking down the street is going to notice something like that. Because for a designer and an artist, you notice those details that aren't visible to the average human eye. Like yeah. the, the tiny speck that you're probably stressing over, like like majority of people wouldn't even notice. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, totally. And mm. yeah, like I, I think that's one thing I'm learning. Like I'm trying mm. to sort of practice and overcome mm. and not be too sort of like finicky on little things that isn't necessary because yeah. it's it, – turns it in it just makes it complicated during the process you know like people in studio makes it difficult for them because they probably can't meet deadlines because mm-hmm. i'm like on the other end going not 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 this isn't right you mm-hmm. know but it's yeah it's not fair on them so that's something i'm sort of learning and trying to get right myself and just accept things in my head yeah but then again that just goes to show that you take pride in your work you mm-hmm. care about what you're doing and you have like attention to detail i guess it's like your strength but also your downfall at the same time if you let yeah. it get to you yeah like, yeah just like a little thing shouldn't make you lose sleep over it but i don't know it just shows you have good work <laughs> you know you're saying lose sleep like it does make me lose sleep yeah. and i'm like damn it can't oh, put that much stress in myself yeah. yeah it must be so hard I, I feel like a lot of artists would probably have that same trouble mm. of like oh shit um uh, this is out there now yeah but then you keep beating yourself up and picking your picking your own work apart yeah and seeing like oh what this is wrong this is wrong but then to the average person it's like oh it's cool like mm. you know yeah it's the bigger picture mm. it's not yeah all these little fine details that are pretty much invisible cool so is there anything that you want to share about like what it's like to work i think tree? yeah i think from I think another thing that I would have found really interesting when I was trying to decide what to do is I think one of the key and ultimate skills that is worth not even investing in, just practicing, is Mm. working on your confidence, Mm. you know? Like it doesn't matter what job you go into, confidence is always key. Like for me, like even like to this day, fucking three and a half years in the industry, yeah. like I am still struggling with confidence and just talking in like in the boardroom. Like I struggle. Right. So I think like I as much as I am loud, confidence holds me back. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I struggle sometimes if I'm in an uncomfortable social situation, I'm like, I just want to get out of there. That's you know? weird because I see you as a really confident, like so socially confident person. Yeah, and it depends on the situation, you know, like I can I can be. I can like, be I feel like you're one of those people that can talk to anyone. Oh, see, I, I can be, but yeah. then sometimes I'm so awkward, oh. you know, and I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I've never seen you awkward. Really? Oh, I, it might just be an internal thing. <laughs> well, it was awkward when I, no, never mind. Yeah, it might be an internal thing because I can get yeah, so okay, awkward. Yeah, maybe the inside, your self-talk to yourself. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things I'm still practicing, but it's just confidence. And when I was in uni, I didn't realise that was something I needed to mm. sort of work on. You were, you, know? you were just focusing on your craft. Exactly, yeah. I was just focusing yeah. on the work and the yeah, my, my craft. Yeah. But I didn't realise that confidence was such a big deal. And now that I know, like I'm like, 
fuck, I want to be as confident as that guy, you know, mm. that guy that can sell me a fucking dead foot, you know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that confidence, yeah. you can be, sh- oh, my God, you can be shit as your job, uh, at your job, but if you have confidence, sold, oh my you God, know. There's so many people just exactly. going, like, they're getting oh. by just by Oh, my God, that. it fucking kills me. I'm like, you're so shit at your job. <laughs> but... You're so good. Yeah, you know that you're so good, good at, at talking. talking. Yeah. Selling themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, like I want yeah. that, you know? And mm. that's the thing. You have really talented people in the world, but they're, they've got no people skills. Mm. They can't talk to you properly. Mm. And then that unfortunately means they're not, they're not getting far in their life, yeah, you know, yeah. because they can't show their worth. They can't sell their work. Yeah. Whereas you get people that are so confident, you know, they're, selling you work that probably doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but, but they can talk some meaning out of yeah, it. Yeah, and they're still getting by, you know, getting through life because yeah. they're best friends with this CEO, oh, best wow. friends with this because of their mouth, you know. Yeah. Like they're just so confident. And, yeah, like I just uh, – it just blows my mind where confidence can take you. Like you yeah. can be anything you want with confidence. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's a constant journey, I think, for everyone. Mm. Yeah. But then there's also that fine line between confidence and then ego and then being. Oh, like, yeah, like totally. Exactly. Like, it's, you get people. Like, I'd honestly rather be on this side, to be honest. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who just have big heads. Yeah. And a lot of the time. Confidence they, you can build, but then if you're too far that way, like. It's hard it's to hard go to back. Come back down. Yeah. Because they tend to believe it. Yeah, they know? believe that. They believe, yes, shit. I am like, the best, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then it's hard but to go. Us, also, like, being Asian, being our, our upbringing also plays a huge factor to that. I feel like we weren't taught confidence when growing up. Yeah, you just agree with everything. You yeah, know? it's like what your parents say is, yeah, and yeah. they don't instill that kind of mental thinking and psychology of self-talk, think, like telling yourself that, yes, you can do it and you are good enough. Yeah. we're like – And I think – like, I never had affection growing up, so yeah. I didn't know. It's not in the Asian no. thing to, like, show affection. No, anymore. and, yeah, exactly. I didn't – fuck, I remember the first time I had to kiss someone on the cheek when I met them at a <laughs> oh, outing. Oh, because they – wait, they did Oh, my God. Wait, do they do that in your industry? Yeah, they do it all the time. Like the, the, I can hate the it. <laughs> I hate it. I still get, oh like, God. a feel. Yeah, the first – yeah, like – um. It's so weird because oh. it's not a thing that we do no. here in the West oh or whatever. Oh, my God. People in high school did it, but I was always a little bit like, mm, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, at work, everyone does it. Fuck, yeah. I've got fuck, not anxiety, but I had a minor anxiety attack when I was like, when everyone was saying goodbye for the New Year's, <laughs> like, for, the ho- for the Christmas holiday, and I was sitting there at my desk, oh, oh shit. fuck, fuck, I need to go shit, I need to go toilet, you know, I don't want to kiss everyone goodbye, oh my god, no. but yeah, it's fine, but it's just like, it's not something I'm yeah. comfortable it's, with. It's weird. Yeah, it's Like, so it's weird. weird to hug my dad. Yeah. It's weird to, if he hugs Kiss me. them on the cheek. Oh, never, weird. never. So I don't think weird. I don't think I've ever done that. Like kiss my dad. No, it's weird. So weird. weird. And I've never seen my parents hold hands or yeah, same. No, it's just such a unfamiliar and like just strange thing yeah. to have. Like, but it's it's still good though. At the same time, to be exposed to it. Yeah. And to, like learn about it. Yeah. It makes us more balanced human. I think. And I think when I met my boyfriend, it's when I finally realized, oh shit, like yeah. I should have a little bit yeah, of affection yeah. in my life. You yeah, know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I'll probably want to raise my kids with affection because yeah, yeah. I think it does help with confidence. Yeah, you it know? definitely does. In this, in Australia as well, like it helps so much with confidence. Like yeah. being surrounded by Caucasians that are kissing everyone on the cheek, you know, yeah, <laughs> like it's you, just like knowing that you're loved and knowing that you're worthy. Yeah, and like self worth, and I think especially for like girls growing up. It plays into like your body image, plays into yeah. what kind of guys you start to look for. Um, it plays yeah. into everything. So I'm like, that's really true. Like, confidence is such a big thing. Yeah. Like, I think I probably, I know even when I am to the right level of confidence, yeah. I think I'll always want to improve on it. Yeah. You know, and then of course be humble at the same time yeah. because, you know, you want to. I remember when you were moving from. Um, Wainar to Jensu and you were negotiating your your move and how Mm -hmm. much salary and all of that and you told me how hard it was yeah was confidence a part of that as well that you didn't feel yeah you were worth that much or yes it is really tricky because yeah it's so tricky because you have to make sure that Whatever you're asking for, you can meet that expectation mm. of, you know, what this amount of salary, what this money means you should show, you know, yeah. in your work. Yeah. So when Keely and I were going for this job, we, you know, had like a proper sit down and we were like chatting about how we should approach the situation and how, how much we should be asking and whether or not that wasn't too much or mm. whether that wasn't enough, you know. And I think – even like even now sometimes like I get a little like I freak out a little bit at work and I'm like fuck like am I doing well enough am for I bringing being, enough value for yeah, that amount of money exactly you know like paying. yeah because you know like they've they've been quite good to us in a way yeah. where they accepted whatever we were asking for mm. but at the same time because it was what we wanted now we're sort of now I'm sort of just thinking, okay, I need to make sure that I am worth that. Mm. I need them to see that I am mm. this, you know. So I think it, it does put a bit of pressure on yourself, yeah. you know, when you do ask for a little bit more than expected. But yeah. I think it, it's a confidence thing at the end of the day. If mm. you are confident in your work, you can sell it in without yeah. an issue um, and you can make sure your boss understands that you know, you're confident about what you're showing to the client, then if you believe it, he'll believe it, Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And so, yeah, like, and, and that's the thing. Like, I always I always get paranoid that if I'm not confident about something, they're going to see it all. They're going to see that I'm not confident about my work mm-hmm. and they're going to not believe in me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, like, money is a big thing because it does reflect um, your worth, but yeah. it's also good because – a lot of times people underestimate themselves. They yeah. don't think that they are worth that much. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day, they are, you know. Yeah, they just yeah, – yeah. it's just like you're your worst critic. Like you yeah, will always think yeah. you're not enough, that's but you true. are, you know. And that's what I'm trying to tell myself. I'm like, yes, I am worth this much, yeah. you know. Like I keep telling myself I'm not, but that's because I might be going through a hard time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's just confidence and, yeah, like it's – Oh, it's something I'm working, but that's the thing. It's like a personal thing. I don't think it's something you can take a course yeah. and learn. Yeah, you know, definitely. like a and it's not like like a video on YouTube or like one magical like something 
or suddenly yeah. you feel confident. It's like a constant journey. Yeah. Like constantly, slowly building those blocks. Yeah, and I think traveling does help with it as well. Like mm. I always feel a lot more confident after I come back from a holiday. Oh, really? Yeah, I always feel so much confident. Like I feel the confidence. You know, I don't know what it is, really? but I'm, yeah, I'm always yeah. like, oh, like I'm energized. I think really? I'm more motivated. I'm sad. I'm like, I'm, I was sad for the first few uh, days I got back from Yeah, home. yeah. I get a I bit of... Like, oh, so it's like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I get a bit like that too. But at the same time, like I sort of missed home a little bit. Mm. So I get, I feel a lot more confident and mm. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is my job. Like I can do this, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I kind of missed this in a way, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah, so I do, yeah, I do feel a bit more confident. Mm. But then it's like, I feel like we seldom stop and look back at how far we've come. Like, especially for you, like these short amount of years you've gone and done all this. Mm. And um, like when I think about my own journey as well, like I'm really happy with where I am right now, but I when we beat ourselves up we don't stop to think how much we've achieved yeah and it's like yeah we tend to forget it like yeah it's like, yeah. like three years ago like i was working at levi yeah <laughs> we were working retail and, yeah uh, like and i want to talk about the retail days as well like how was it like yeah working at levi's <sighs> look i in the beginning I didn't mind it because it was yeah, my first same. retail job. Same, same. It was my first retail Yeah. Like, in the past, I've always been in hospitality. I was always in there, like, a waitress. I was always doing – I was always cooking, oh, yeah. you know. You were at Grilled. I was at Grilled. And then you were at Glow Jeans. I was at Glow Jeans. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Um, I was – yeah, I was always doing hospitality yeah. stuff. And because – Same, because it's, like, kind of like the, the correct progression is, you know, fast food, hospitality, mm. and then retail is, like, mm. the next level up. So yeah. I was so excited to get it. I was like, oh, my God, yes, I got to retail. Yeah, and it's a cool, clean, like somewhat yeah. clean job. Like yeah. you're, you're not getting your hands dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you have to, of course, sweep occasionally and yeah. vacuum. But it's a, considered quite a clean job. Yeah. So that's why I was really happy. Yeah, I was really excited. I was like, oh, my God, I can yeah. chill. I don't have to ruin my nails, you know, when I'm cleaning. Yeah. But, yeah, like I actually – I didn't mind it, I think, for the first year. Afterwards, oh my god, so it was a year for me as well. Yeah, it honestly, drained my soul. Oh my god, I feel like I can do a whole episode on like, <laughs> the, like, like the shit that they didn't tell you about working in retail and like how toxic it make like it makes you. I'm sure some people love it. <laughs> like people who are just outgoing who love talking to people. Yeah, but it's like fuck. Like retail is like. Oh, so shit. Like, I feel like it w- made me such a bad person yeah. when I was working there. I feel like a sucked no, but my you soul. were pretty good. Like, you was were I? still oh. serving customers and, like, oh. oh, my God, towards the end, I was so rude. Oh. I was so <laughs> rude to people. I think I saw. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It's so bad. I was like, oh, my God, this is making me a really terrible person. <laughs> like, oh, I know, like... Look, to be fair, if it wasn't for Levi's, I wouldn't have met you and Amelia. You yeah, know? that's true. I don't, like, have many friends. In, uh, me too. <laughs> and it's like you guys are, like, yeah, my yeah. very close friends. You know, I don't yeah. talk to anyone. But, you know, it's, it's a good place to bring people together. Hey, you make us sound so sad. It's <laughs> not that we don't want – it's not that we don't have friends. It's just <laughs> as you get older, like, you become more selective of who you let in the really inner circle of your life. Yeah, there's and no time pool. Yeah, like, I mean, this past few years, I was always like, oh, I really would love 
some girlfriends that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Like it's not often that I come across girls that I just identify with. Like for you especially, like we kind of grew up in the same, like mm-hmm. literally the same area and like everything. And so yeah, if it wasn't for it, we wouldn't have met each other. Yeah, that's true. As much that's as the it, only good thing that came. Yeah, out. as much as it sucked our souls. Um, yeah, like you know what I did practice my Mandarin there. Oh yeah, you did that thing that. You know, as much. Yeah, your Mandarin was pretty good. But, you know, the, the Chinese tourists were a pain in the ass. Oh, my God, so bad. <laughs> They're lovely people, but yeah. they can be quite pushy and rude. Yeah, like one of them left a diaper in our store. Oh, that's right. And then, like, one of them left, like, a their undies or something. Um, it was so bad. They were just so bad. And then one of them um, got their son to pee in a bottle. Get out. Wait, you weren't there, right? No. Oh, that's probably because the lines yeah. are so long in the toilet. Like, yeah, and like like DFO. We and can stuff. barely pee. Yeah, yeah. Like DFO is where all the fucking like Asian tour bus mm. come. And we always got those customers. There's like one and toilet and like the whole thing. The only reason why Logan and um, Brett kept me was because I'm Chinese. Because <laughs> towards the end, I was so bad at my job. I was doing, I was so nasty to the customers, but they knew that I could speak. Chinese, so that's the only reason why. Yeah, and it's not your fault. Like, it's the job. Like, it makes no, you... No, I just... Yeah, I think it's both. <laughs> you think it's, I both? Think it's both? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, in my current position and in whatever I do, I'm usually very, like, hardworking. Mm. Well, it would be different for Amelia. She's loved it all the way. Oh, she loves she it. She was so good. Yeah. Yeah, she loved it. She has that very... I think even when she was serving, she had a bit of a standoff yeah. vibe about her. Yeah. So, I, I think... Maybe that's her way of releasing her anger. I know, but she was always so nice to customers. Yeah. I remember towards the end, like, I would not even make contact, eye contact with them. If they ask me something and I'm folding jeans, <laughs> oh my God. I'd be like, I'd be folding jeans and they'll be asking, like, oh, excuse me, like, oh, like do you have anything? I'm like, no. It was oh so God. bad. And I hated, I hated going to work. I was like, fuck, I have to work today. But I need the money. So yeah, well, yeah, it was pretty good in. money at the time. Yeah. I feel like the worst thing about retail is just how slow time goes. Oh, I'm like checking the clock every five minutes. You're standing there, yeah, just folding. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all you're doing. Like, what was it? I used to sneak and stand next to you to just chat. And, I know. It was the yeah. best when the three of us were like, yeah. we had the same shifts together. Oh, we could at least so talk good. to each other. But on weekdays, it was just like, just two people, and you got to try and kill eight hours. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. And especially when it's dead. You're just like, yeah. oh, my God. And, like, you know what your passion is and where your passion lies. Well, but- I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh. I just wanted money. But, yeah, like, it's just draining. Like, it yeah. Oh, it honestly killed my brain. Like, I fried it. And I think when I was getting towards the end, yeah. I was like, this is not my full-time job. This is not yeah, what yeah. I am, am I progressing like in. I feel like working in retail really taught me that I'm going to be miserable if I hate my job. Yeah. It made me realize that I need to do something I love for eight hours a day. Otherwise, I'm going to go insane and I'm going to turn <laughs> myself into a bad person. Because I'm, I'm usually like really, like really nice. But when I was there, I just hated everyone that came in. Oh, I was like, fuck you. Fuck you yeah, like, like you're you very positive. Yeah, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you it's fifty percent off? Like, oh my God. like the jeans are a hundred dollars. Take fifty percent off. It's fifty dollars, and it's like when you're saying the same things over and over again every day. Yeah, because people ask you the same questions. They're like, "How much is this? Oh, uh, what's the sale right now? Fifty percent off. Fifty percent off. It's not like there's not signs as well. Fifty percent off. Fifty percent off. <laughs> and it's the same thing over and over again. So that really taught me like. 
at least because I didn't know what my passion was. Mm. Uh, it told me at least don't do something you hate. Like yeah. try and work hard so you have the choice of doing a better job. And I was like, fuck, man. Fuck this. I never want to ever go back to that place no. ever again. Yeah. Um, no offense to anyone who's working in retail. I think it's an awesome job to have in uni when you need to study and Mm. part time at the same time I think for us it just made it wasn't healthy for us yeah in our it was mindset. not healthy for me yeah I really hate it <laughs> that's a big word Jenny it hate. was really bad <laughs> oh when I think back to it it just makes me like oh like I'm so glad but where's Amelia she actually misses it <laughs> no way no she, no way she really liked it no way she loved it Amelia loved it Oh my god, she's like, oh, she, I think if she can get a full time job, she'll be still be there. them about their days and shit. I'm like, fuck, like, oh, it's a white like, person. Get thing. out. I know. <laughs> and then there'd be like people who came, the same person who would come every weekend. I'm like, fuck, what are you doing? Why are you coming back every week? <laughs> Our jeans last longer than that. Wow, wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Good times. Flashback. <laughs> it was my favorite when you would come in. Oh, were. You or like any of the other girls. Yeah, I know. It was so fun. And the worst. Okay, I can go on about this, but like <laughs> they play the same music. Oh yeah, and it drives you crazy. I think Pat and Amelia. They thought I was crazy. Oh my god, guys! Jenny was so funny. She was so smart. She had a secret like earphone yeah. that went through her hair, and so I would put my phone in my back pocket, and then I'll thread the earphones up my back. <laughs> Up my neck and then around my ear and then I would always let my hair down to cover it and then I would always wear like a flannel around my waist. <laughs> I don't think I ever told Logan this, so um, sorry, clever. Logan's our store manager. And then I would wrap um, a flannel shirt around my waist so no one could see that I had a device in my back pocket. And then I'd be like folding jeans and like just like jamming out and like singing and like dancing. <laughs> and then this whole time, my coworkers like Amelia and Pat. They thought I was like a lunatic. They literally <laughs> thought I was like not there because I would be humming to myself. Yeah, they thought you were like off with the fairies. Yeah. And then in the end when I told them that's what I was doing, they were like, oh, shit, you were crazy. Yeah, you would always be like um, singing to yourself. But like that just goes to show I needed that to get by the hours. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have gone crazy. Listen to like, what do you think about for like five hours when there's no customers? You like folding the same table of jeans over and over again. It was so tedious. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, we sound really ungrateful. <laughs> we were very grateful. No, I was grateful for that job. No, yeah. really, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it was mainly just towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the end, it wasn't for us anymore. In yeah. the beginning, we met some of the best people. Yeah, I had fun in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. My first retail job. Yeah, and it helped us with our life, you know, it helped us save up for holidays. And yeah, it was really good for study. Um, uni at the time. And retail is very flexible hours, so mm. it worked. Um, yeah, and our bosses were chilled. Like, they were pretty yeah, going. Yeah, they were cool. Like, like they were cool. Understanding, yeah. yeah. It's just the, the nature of the job. It's, it's nothing, yeah. Um, anyways, I feel like we had a really good discussion today. Mm. I, I, I will definitely want you back on to talk about, like, other things, like, I don't know, like, relationships and, like, just oh, the yeah. stuff that we talk about yeah. on the trip and stuff. But today I feel like we covered a lot in terms of your job, what you do as a creative director and, like... As an art director. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I was oh, like, I'm not wish. there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but, like, soon. Um, 
No, but you told me that you might not. Yeah, look, it depends. Like, I, mm. I'm not really sure what I really want yet. Yeah, mm. but you know, I guess it, if I sacrifice wanting a family soon, yeah, I can't. I don't think you know. Yeah, be pursuing. You know, it's either oh, or. It sucks that that's the choice you have to make. Right? Yeah, and I think for a woman as well mm. in this industry, yeah. like if I want a family and I want to be a creative director, I'm not going to ever see them. I'm not going to see my kids. You know, yeah. I'm not going to or see my family. Or you won't be able to do a job properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just can't have both. Yeah. Unless, yeah, like I'm not, I know I'm not that strong to do mm. those two. Mm. I have, we will have that emotional guilt, you yeah. know, if I do both. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. But are there any, is there any like final thought that you want to share or like final advice or something along the lines? Um, I guess again, just making sure that, you know, you work on yourself mm. and your confidence mm. before you take on anything because once you get your confidence down pat yeah that is already the foundation to yeah. whatever successful career that you want to and anywhere in so your life anyway yeah. yeah like just confidence is just so important and i can't say that enough because mm. it's just oh, it's just such a big deal and um where can they find you or your work oh my work oh um they can find me my website is fong.ong. Yeah. Um, dot com. And then my Instagram is fong.ong. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. This has been really fun. <laughs> you spoke for so long. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. If you made it this far, please know I am eternally grateful and hope you've walked away having learned something valuable. You can find snippets and highlights of the show and also follow along with my personal journey as a lost millennial over at Instagram at theunemployedgraduate underscore or Facebook at theunemployedgraduate as well as detailed show notes and links over at my website www.theunemployedgraduate.com.au. I'll catch you in the next one.